Welcome uh, to the program. Thanks, Hillary. Um, we have uh, our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. Uh, we've been doing, um, we've been using Rough Greens with our dogs, and uh, you can tell we're using. Can you stop? I mean, every single time you just keep putting your hands right in front of the camera. It's unbelievable. Um, we've been using Rough Greens with our dogs, and uh, they love it. They eat uh, even faster than they uh, than they ever have, including my older dog Miles. Crush it, head. Crush, crush it. This is uh, it's my dog. He's got rough greens all over his face. Mm-hmm. No, put the camera back. You're ruining the illusion. There you go. That was good. That yeah, was thank good. you. <laughs> thank you. It's uh, Glenn Beck Puppet Theater. Listen, your dog loves it. Pat's dog is crazy for it. I think the best thing to say is it's not a dog food. It's crack cocaine for your dog. Except with this, you know, crack cocaine is really, really bad. <laughs> crack cocaine is bad. Do I need to say that? Uh, but not this crack cocaine. It's full of good stuff. Imagine crack that's healthy for you. Yeah. That's what it is for your dog. It's Rough Greens. R-U-F-F. Roughgreens.com slash. Beck. Yeah, that's us. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment and your phone calls today. Bill O'Reilly today. If you want to get on the show, you want to talk, you talk about anything. It's closed line Fridays, uh, which is I know it's it's not as good as what Rush for Limbaugh does. But we just uh, say, you know, we'll take your phone call, but I may cut you off in the middle of it. If you lose my attention because I've riddled with ADD. And Rush is a better broadcaster than I am. So, close line, uh, close line Fridays, uh, 888-727-BECK. We're going to take your phone calls. Bill O'Reilly is going to give us the uh, update of the week. And tomorrow is the Nevada primary. But let me tell you, if you think the Democrats are all into fairness and every vote matters and we've got to have a system, wait until you hear the system that they have for the Democratic caucus in Nevada. I'm t- you will not believe it. You will think we're making it up, but we will send you to the website to where you can verify it. It's one of those things that you're like, fool your friends. All of your friends will think you're lying this weekend when you tell them this. We'll give you the proof to show it to them. You are going to be the most interesting person in the world this weekend. A fact about the Nevada caucus no one knows in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Which I guess makes us the most interesting people on Friday. Because did I say that? Hello, America. Ah, it's Friday. So you're walking out of the auto parts store carrying your new muffler, feeling pretty good about yourself because you're doing your own car repair. Sure, the muffler doesn't look anything like your old one. Sure, the bolts are threaded backwards. Sure, you've never done this before. And it's all in the metric system, which how can nobody understands the metric system, but surely a muffler is a muffler. Now, you can go that way or you can just cut out all of that crap. Because you can't fix your car now anyway, especially if it's something wrong with the engine or a chip. And a chip is going to cost you about three grand. 
True story. My son-in-law, something happened. I don't remember what it was, but his car wouldn't, his car wouldn't go, as I think he put it. And, uh, and he's about as car-friendly as I am. He didn't have car shield. It was a sensor. And it was a stupid sensor for something. I don't know, maybe airbags, you know, something stupid like that. And the car wouldn't start, and he had to replace the sensor. And that sensor was $3,000. He's like, isn't there some gum we can put in there or something? Nope. He's out three grand. Who has $3,000 laying around? Yeah, dad's doorbell rang. Anyway, uh, so trust me. This happens to everybody. Happens to me. It will happen to you if it hasn't already. Car Shield. When you don't have warranty left anymore, Car Shield has you covered and they take care of everything. You're never waiting for a check because they pay the uh the repair shop and it could be the dealership or you know some mechanic down the street that you love. It's carshield.com, carshield.com, 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK, and you're going to save 10%. Uh, A deductible may apply, but boy, is it well worth it. Carshield.com, 1-800-CAR-6000. Welcome to the program. Did I mention it is Friday? Uh, and we'd love to hear from you today. Clothesline uh, Friday. Uh, the number is 888. What? Clothesline Friday is back. Well, it's been a while since we've it's done been a while. Any call, anything you want to call on, and we've closed the lines. Well, no, they're open, mm-hmm. but I can't guarantee that we're going to listen to you very long. <laughs> I mean, if you really suck, I mean, because look, we all know you're, a, you're you're sitting there, you listen to the show, you hear these. People who call in and you're like, how did that person get on the air? On Fridays, you can get on the air. I'm just not promising that you will stay on the air for very long. No. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Now, Nevada happens tomorrow. It looks like Bernie Sanders is going to win, right? Yeah, he's the uh, big favorite, but mm-hmm. I, it's still up in the air. Okay, it, whose uh, number, Who's is it Biden or is it Biden is second in the poll still, which, which, you know, it feels like he's completely disappeared, but his polling has not completely fallen apart. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, he's still, people are, people somewhere in America, there's somebody going, please, Joe Biden, don't drop out, please. Right. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. People actually, I mean, especially after watching him in the debate. Especially, did you hear what he said yesterday? He said yesterday, look, I'm only going to do one term, you know, I'll promise one term because if I start to mentally slip. What? What, uh, what kind of strategy is this? Yeah. And maybe you're being too honest. You're telling us something. Yeah. You're telling us you either don't want the job or the doctors have already sat down and had a talk with you. Yeah, you got six months, buddy, yeah. uh, until and, you're not going to be able to form complete sentences. <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you pick Stacey Abrams oh, to, be your, uh, to be your running mate... You won't get a single vote. What is the fascination with Stacey I Abrams? Don't know. I mean, she's, she's she's famous solely for losing, and then, by the way, doing the exact same thing that they complained Donald Trump was going to do if he lost. Yeah, which is say she won the election the entire time, yeah. and it, it was all rigged against her. Yeah, and the media parrots it as if it's true, which it's not. It's not even close to true. She lost by a decent decent margin. It was a close election, but it wasn't like it wasn't five hundred votes. Uh, going back to Bush Gore, this was not that close of an election, 
And she just comes out and just says, oh, no, that was that I won that. And the media just acts like it's true. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's why I guess we're like, oh, well, she didn't win that governor of Georgia thing. Let's give her the vice presidency. It's crazy. Uh, well, amazing. she's just she's an activist and she's got all kinds of organizations that she started mm-hmm. for social justice and mm-hmm. and fairness and blah, 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 blah. Well, fairness blah, blah. is important to Democrats, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, it's I know it is. Important. OK, so let's go to let's go to uh, Nevada because. You're right, Stu. Mm. They care so deeply about fairness. Yeah. They they want to make sure that every vote is counted, that even though Buttigieg lost the popular vote, is ahead in, in delegates, in delegates mm-hmm. they don't have a problem with that. And what would you say, like, what does that remind you of? An election where a popular vote goes one way and I can't think of some anything. system... Of other Can't things of, goes mm. another way that like adds up to the points Can't that think. really counts for the election. Can't think. Ele- electoral call. Can't, no. Uh-uh. Uh, I can't think of no, it. No, I can't think of it. No, it's okay. So here's the thing. So they want to make sure that, I mean, I don't know if you know what the Democrats did. You know, they have super delegates and everything else. Yep. They, the reason why they did that is it's a relatively new system. It started in the 1980s. Because in 1980, they saw the Republicans lose control of their party because of a guy named Ronald Reagan. And they wanted to make sure that never happened. But no radicals like that get in. Right. You know, we want them from the system. We don't want a good president to be a nominee. <laughs> right. <laughs> we want somebody we can absolutely control. We, we don't care about what voted. This is really what they were saying. We don't care what our voters say. We want the last say in case they do something like Ronald Reagan. So they put in the superdelegates, and the superdelegates are all insiders. You really have to have the superdelegates to be able to do it because the superdelegates, they can override anything. Yeah, I mean, not really. They can't override anything. Not but anything. It, but but they it, it can be very, very influential, particularly right. if no one gets to 50% of the delegates. Yes. If you're in a situation like Clinton was in, um, you know, and that's probably not even as, as close. Yeah. Uh, she won that by what? Four million votes. That yeah. was not as close as people. You remember. can get, you know, if Bernie Sanders was as close as he says he was, mm-hmm. the superdelegates would have swung it towards her because she had all of them. Okay. Uh, they're not really talking much about the superdelegates, but if you think that's unfair, listen to the caucus rules in Nevada. Yeah. Cause I'm amazed at this. They keep saying to us mm-hmm. that we should all exist under a system of just a national popular vote because yes. that's the only fair way to do it. Right. Yet when they have 100% control as to how they pick their nominee, do they do a national popular vote? Do they even do a local popular vote? The answer to that is no. They've got an incredibly complicated system of uh, par- primaries and caucuses and super delegates and state de- uh, statewide delegate equivalents and and viability percentages and all of these ridiculous things. So we're going through all of this yesterday because I'm I'm amazed by that. How how can you possibly take one of these people seriously when they say they want a national popular vote when in their own party they could easily just do it with no constitutional amendment and they don't. It's it's more complicated than any way more complicated than the electoral college. So I'm going through the rules of this, and I'm fascinated to find out as you go down and you realize Iowa was a complete disaster, right? They, don't, they still don't know who won Iowa. They're trying to do all these calculations, and the math is all screwed up. There were dozens and dozens of, uh, of counties. There was 21 precincts 
had candidates receive delegates despite not having enough supporters to do so in 21 precincts. Eight precincts gave too many delegates away. More delegates than they were allowed to give away, they gave away. A hundred precincts. Just type the data in wrong. But only a hundred. Only a hundred precincts. This this was Iowa. And many of these delegates, uh, after you go through the whole long list of mathematical uh, equations to figure out who's going to get the delegate, uh, state delegate equivalents, when they came up with a tie, they literally would flip a coin to see who got the delegate. That is actually the system. Now that seems nuts. And no. You'll, no. you'll be happy to hear. We do that for who starts the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There you go. Right. You'll be happy to hear Nevada does not flip coins for delegates. They're yes. not that ridiculous. No. They instead have a totally different system. Now, remember, this is Nevada. This is the home of silver. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. home of mines, the home of ranges where guns, any gun you want, mm-hmm. you can go and just shoot it. Pot, hookers, <laughs> and gambling. Yes. Yeah. Casinos are there. Mm-hmm. So when they have a tie yes. tomorrow yeah. for a delegate, yeah. what they will do, according to the Democratic Party rules... These are not old-timey, well, no. I remember in 1860... This is, this, this is is today. This is a current rule. Mm-hmm. They will play war. What? The card game war. You know the one where I pick a card and you pick a card and we see which game is higher, which card is higher? Yeah. That game. Now they don't play the full game because that would be crazy. What will happen is tomorrow if Pete Buttigieg Let's play right, it right okay, now. Let's right. do it right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm Pete Buttigieg. Okay. I'm the delegate for Pete Buttigieg, right? And uh, you shuffle like you're... I was you're... trying to do it on the mic. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a great shuffler. I'll, I'll be honest with you. And these are brand new cards. Can I tell you something? We... Oh, brand new cards. Like it's an excuse for... They're not bendy uh, and nice. That's There we go. Oh my God! <sighs> give them to me! No, no, give them to me. I don't want you to. Oh are you going to get touch my cards? Okay, so got it. Just, there we go. Oh. So, uh-huh. pick a card. You're Buttigieg. I'm Biden. Let's say. Okay, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, so Buttigieg turns over a five of uh, of of clubs or yeah. spades, excuse me. Five of spades. And Buttigieg or, or Biden goes an eight of diamonds. So an eight of diamonds is higher than a five of clubs. Uh-huh. So the delegate goes to Biden instead of Buttigieg. This is the fairness thing that they're doing. Now, you may be like I am, Glenn, saying, like, there could be a real complication that happens. Because what, what happens, happens if there's a queen and a queen? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. A queen and a queen. A queen and up. a queen. So let's say you are Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get to be Elizabeth Warren this time. Ooh. So I want to be Elizabeth Warren. Please let me be Elizabeth. No, no. I'll be Bernie Sanders. Okay. You'll be. Yeah. You will listen exactly what I say, play queen. <laughs> okay, so now I'm turning over the cards. Little girl, right. I crush you. One, uh, yeah. you get, uh, Bernie Sanders gets a queen of clubs. Yeah. And Elizabeth Warren gets a queen of hearts, which oh. was, I believe, a song. Yeah, it was. When you look at this, you have to go down the line, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, you have to know. Yeah. The deck of cards this is a quote. The deck of cards should be shuffled by the precinct chair or site lead at least seven times before use. At least seven times. So they were going for fairness here. That's what I was going for. It's the precinct captain 
chairperson or yes or site or site yeah yeah okay so it's the chairperson has to shuffle the cards and i was worried like what if they don't have cards right right sure don't worry it's in the rules quote the nevada state democratic party is providing an unopened deck of cards to all precinct locations so that's important okay all right um so the the rules here are if they're tied Groups must uh, draw a single card from a deck of cards to break the tie. The high card determines the winner, and aces are high. So if you go down and we have a tie situation, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. In evaluating the high card amongst cards of the same rank, (laughs) the card suit will control the outcome. Please say Trump wins. Please say the (laughs) Trump card is like the spades. From highest to lowest. Highest to lowest. Spades. Yes. Hearts. Yes. Diamonds. So who just won? Clubs. Who just won? Because Bernie Sanders had the queen of clubs. Clubs. Which is the lowest ranked card. Ooh. So therefore, the queen of hearts, that delegate, goes to Elizabeth Warren. This is real. Real. We will I have t- the documents. We will tweet the documents out because you have to see this. Your friends won't believe this. You send this to every Democrat that you <laughs> that is talking about the Electoral College. You know, sh- she won the popular vote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to show you what they're doing tomorrow <laughs> in Vegas. I'm sorry, Unreal. Nevada. Unreal. It's crazy. Home security is not... Is not just one of the most important things that you could do for yourself. It's probably the most important. You are, you are all over the place. Oh I don't understand gosh. this. I've shuffled cards. You're twelve. Before. You're not even twelve. Uh, twelve. I wouldn't even attempt to shuffle cards. I can't do it. What's happening to me? My kids. This is supposed to be easy. We play cards all the time at my house. We are such a weirdo family. Oh no, kidding. Anyway, uh, excuse me. No, you're just saying you play cards all the time. I was just saying, wow, no kidding. That's uh, it's an interesting fact about you. And along with some other facts you said, I can't remember which they, what they were. Anyway, it's necessary to go on the offensive because somewhere there is somebody who wants to steal everything you have. Let's say his name is Stu. <laughs> and you know it. You just can't prove it. You know he's been sneaking around your house looking to steal stuff. Well, what you what he doesn't know is you have cameras. <laughs> Simply safe. You got him. And Stu goes to prison. <laughs> because you have Simply Safe. Simply Safe, state of the art system, 24 hour round the clock monitoring. Not only easy to set up, but they'll set it up for you if you want. Uh, and it's really affordable. You are gonna can you stop shuffling the cards, please? It's driving me out of my mind. You are so- you want to play for money? Let's play for money. I don't bet, but with you shuffling like that, I want to play for money. <laughs> it's 50 cents a day. You have peace of mind that comes with having the best security system out there protecting you and your family. Go to simplysafebeck.com today. Get your system and you'll get a free Simply Safe security camera. Normally $100, you'll get it today for free. It'll capture the crucial information and the evidence that gets the police dispatched 350% faster than any other alarm system. It's simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think the Democrats would accept this. We're going to run through the primary uh, just in, you know, just 
playing their delegate card game. Uh, and we're going to tell you who's we'll make a prediction on who's going to win. Because yeah. I think the Democrats would take this. I mean, they're so they're so and people are going in right now. I'm surprised they're not doing this themselves before they go into the voting booth. In fact, we'll tell anybody who's undecided. We'll tell you who to vote for uh, just based on the cards uh, as outlined in the Democratic caucus uh, paperwork. OK, so what are we going to do? So I've got I'm putting out the candidates right now. Yeah. Biden, Sanders, Buttigieg, uh, Warren, Warren, uh, Klobuchar, Klobuchar, and Tom Klobuchar. Steyer. Oh, yeah. Steyer's on the ballot. By and the way, Steyer. Bloomberg. Is Bloomberg on this ballet? No, he's not on this okay. ballot. All right. Steyer, by the way, is on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll Gabbard, I guess, is too. Okay. Um, however, Steyer in, in multiple polls is he was in first place in mm-hmm. one poll. He was in third place in another poll, a couple points off the lead. And he's not in the debate the other night. But Bloomberg, well, he who's not on the ballot, no, is. No, no. But he was, Steyer was not, uh, not on the approved polls. He wasn't high enough. Right. So. That's how that works. That's crazy. Five, it's crazy. Five, who else do I have here? Steyer, uh, Klobuchar, Warren, Klobuchar, Gabbard. Do you have, do you have Biden? Klobuchar. And Sanders. Uh, yes, so I've okay. got all seven. Good. There's seven candidates right. on the board. Okay. Here we go. All right, so who's going to win this uh who do you vote for? Let's just do that. If you're a Democrat and you have no idea who to vote for okay. or who's going to win. So Klobuchar, three of hearts. Ooh. Sanders, ace of diamonds. This is playing out just like the polls. Yeah. Biden, queen of spades. Buttigieg, five of hearts. Warren, uh, king of clubs. Steyer, two. Ooh, Steyer, only two of spades. And Gabbard got an eight, an eight of hearts. Okay, so, so place them in order. Right, so Sanders. So maybe where they get... How do we do? It's 36 total delegates. Mm-hmm. So this one would be Sanders uh, gets the first place. So we'll give him. Well, don't worry about the delegate count. You can figure that out and give it to us in a minute. Just give us the ranking. Okay, rank one Sanders, two Warren, three Biden, four in a stunning development in Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> five Klobuchar, six Steyer. That actually, with the exception of Gabbard, Gabbard could is- actually be. Close to accurate. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, I think Steyer's going to do better. So why even have the vote? I mean, we have already seen that's pretty much what people want. Yeah. Why not just do that? I think that's right. Right? I think you're right. (laughs) We should just, we'd save all, think of all the money we could save. We just, somebody in some central committee plays the card game war. As outlined in the Democratic Committee's caucus paperwork this is actually what they will be doing tomorrow whenever anyone ties in any precinct this is the glenbeck program all right i have to tell you the uh canine vitasmart uh this is this is rough greens it is it's amazing what this has done for my dog not only does he eat now because he likes the taste of it um, but his health has changed. He is a different dog. I mean, it's amazing. He is so active. He's he's fun to be around. Um, and it's because of all of the nutrients he's getting for rough from Rough Greens. I told you earlier this week, my wife uh, brought this to our vet because he's gaining weight for the first time. She's like, what are you doing? And she said, well, we, we started this rough green stuff. And the doctor's like, can I see what's in that? So we brought her the bag and she called us back and she's like, this is fantastic stuff. This is great. 
Um, so it has all of the probiotics, all of the live things, you know, the live good bacteria that your dog needs. It changes them. Stu's seen it. Pat's seen it. I've seen it. It's Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. If you go to Twitter, uh, at Stu Does America or at Glenn Beck, we'll make sure we get the documents out to show you how ridiculous Nevada is actually going to be tomorrow. It is Friday. Uh, quickly, before we get to Pat, let me go to John in Maine. Hello, John. You're on the Glenbeck program. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once stood. Oh Somebody's making money. Everybody stand up. No. No. Somebody's making money. You're punishing me back, aren't you? You I are, most certainly am. I yeah. live as far away from Seattle as I possibly can and still be in the same <laughs> continent. I live in Maine. And I had to have that song, like a Mobius strip in my mind. Thanks to you, Glenn. So well, I thought I'd give it back to you. You're, wel- you're welcome and no thank you. Uh, thanks, John, from Maine. Uh, I, you know, just, just for John, may I? Do we have the Broadway version of the? This is from a city. This is in a city council meeting. Uh, this woman got up and started singing this uh, without music, and we decided to set it to Broadway show tune. Here it is, direct from Seattle, The Tree Lover. There's an unwelcome <laughs> sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. A lack of life and sound. All that's left <laughs> is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky in the sky. That tree did not belong to I will tell you, uh, some fans of the show have gotten quite creative. I've had guitar solos sent to me, uh, but uh, this this individual went the extra mile to set it into trap music. Listen, do you have that one? Yeah. This, by the way, goes on for about four minutes. 
<laughs> I just love it. I absolutely love it. Laws protect exceptional trees, but the city grants exemption to these. And said they reward the developers' greed and sanction the murderous deeds. Everybody's got a job in 2020, nothing real to protect, just one of these. The thing that is most concerning to me is a shady lady dressed like a tree. All right, all right, enough, enough. Welcome wow. to the program, Pat. It's Friday. Pat Gray from Pat Pat Gray Unleash the podcast. You can listen to wherever you get your podcasts or here on blazetv.com. Pat. Yes. You did a story today on your show that I have been following for months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's somebody is gluing cowboy <laughs> hats to pigeons in Vegas. Okay. They don't know who is doing this. And the reason why, I mean, it is really, it's, there was an animal activist that was looking down at the street in Vegas and he was like, oh, look at that pigeon has a, wait a minute, that ca- it has a cowboy hat on it. <laughs> and he started noticing there were a lot of pigeons on the street with cowboy hats. Yeah. Well, they caught one and they they saw that somebody was actually gluing those hats <laughs> to their heads, which is very very funny, but wrong. Really really wrong. At least they weren't stapled to their heads, no. which I think. <laughs> well, I think that's we can all big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't yeah, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, now this week there are little maga hats, <laughs> little red maga hats that have been glued to pigeons' heads. <laughs> in Vegas. I'm not and I'm yeah. not making this. Do we have the video there there there's there's some pictures here. And and the group that is responsible at least for these is a group they call themselves P period U period T period I period N period Putin. It's actually probably what an anti-Trump uh, situation where or they're... it is a pro Trump that is just like Screw you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I d- we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know, actually. It strikes no. me as like, this would be like, see, Russia is... <laughs> like, they're trying to make some point about well, Russian influence, like, at some Let me Let me way. just say this. It, this is... <laughs> if there was a way to make money on this, conservatives would do this. But since there's no money to be made, nobody in the conservative movement has this much time to make little t- pigeon hats... And uh, mm-hmm. catch the pigeons and then glue them on their heads. This is only stuff that the left would do. Takes a lot more patience than I yeah. have. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not, right. That was not being done by me. No. We, we know that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because you were a suspect. I, very I high know. up in my book. I know. But that's yeah. too tedious work for me. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Uh, we did lose one of the pigeons, though. We did lost we really? Him. Yeah. Nobody knows what killed him, but one of the pigeons with the MAGA hat died. Could it be the hat? It could be the hat. I'm not sure if the hat. Or <laughs> was the glue it stapled? Was that one stapled? <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get the glue to stick. So it's really it to his brain. I mean, look at the problem? detail. Yeah. Look yeah. at the detail of that hat. Yeah. I mean, it looks just like a red baseball cap. <laughs> like it was manufactured for a pigeon. Right. Yes. It's it's that small. It's perfectly fit for their head. Fantastic. It has the Make America Great Again right on the front. And they don't seem bothered by it. The pigeons seem fine. Well, what are they? Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> what are they it. going to do? Uh, frown or something. I don't right. know. Tap <laughs> their wings like they're angry. <laughs> Poop on the people who did it. They didn't do any of that. They're fine. 
Are you don't sure know they, if they didn't. You're sure they didn't poop on the people who did it? They poop on everybody. Positive, yeah. but uh, I don't see any evidence of it, so I'm just assuming <laughs> they're all about it. <laughs> All right. Whoever's doing this, they should stop. Yeah, probably. But, uh, they probably. We had some is, fun with it, but it, uh, it they probably should stop. Yeah. I think. Did you guys see the the black bishop who's talking about Planned Parenthood? Uh, bishop Wooden. Have you, no. have you seen him? No. Oh, uh, we got We should we should play a couple of those clips because okay. he's talking about uh, how can, how you can be a woke church if you don't know about Margaret Sanger and her goals for black people. Listen to this. Everybody's talking about being woke. 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 And, and, and you didn't know that Margaret Sanger? You, you didn't know that Margaret Sanger said this? We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood. Now, this was written in 1939. So how are you going to be woke? How are you going to be a woke church? And don't know this. Mm. This is old. This is old. You bishops and pastors and leaders out there, if you haven't told your congregation about the number one killer of African Americans, an organization that kills more African Americans every two weeks than the Klan did in its entire history, you are not qualified to use the word woke this for you are the epitome of being asleep you're asleep at the wheel he also talks about uh uh hillary clinton and what she had to say about margaret sanger which is pretty riveting listen to this hillary clinton did when she received the margaret sanger award hillary clinton did say i admire margaret sanger Enormously, not a little bit. Enormously, that's right. All y'all who take your pictures, that's fine. Come on, y'all, can, you can get them. She did. These are her words. They're not my words. You know what? I would have never. There's no politician, Republican nor Democrat. See, I'm, I'm an independent. No politician would get my vote nor my support if they would have said, "I my Margaret Sanger, the woman who said." Our goal is the extermination of the Negro race. What kind of Negro would vote for a woman who would say such a thing? Got to be a dumb Negro to do that. Something wrong with you, Negro. It just makes it okay because the B3 is the organ. You know, when you... And the V3 yes. is there. You're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. I'm clapping for it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hitler should have had a B3. That would have been a different vibe. <laughs> it would have been a different that vibe. Let's <laughs> exterminate the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it feel different. It does. Yeah. It does. It, gives, it just gives a happier vibe. That is amazing. That's incredible. That's I amazing. Mean, he's probably on the Clinton death list now, but I tell you, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He goes. He he talks about how forty six percent of black pregnancies end in abortion. Now forty six percent. We've looked for that spe- specific uh, percentage, and what I found was thirty six point nine percent of all abortions are done are done to uh, white women. 36% 
of all abortions are with pregnant um, black women. So is that 46% of, of black births? It just, it might be. I think that's where he gets that stat. Think of the... 36%, because they're only 14% of the population. With whites, you know, we're 76% of the population and responsible for 36.9% of abortion. It's disproportionately of course doing it was, exactly what it was designed it was, to do by Margaret Sanger. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It was designed to do this. Yeah. Whether they say yeah. that now or whether they even believe that now is irrelevant. Mm. Right. That's the course it was set on. Yes. And why aren't other black preachers or bishops talking about that? I have to tell I've you. I've never seen I this before. I think this whole thing is coming down. I hope you're right. I mean, remember. I hope you're right. Now, now, it took 10 years, and it's still not really here, but I think everybody can feel it. It was, it was 10 years ago, I was saying to you guys, off air, we have to get out of the TV network business because this <laughs> whole thing is going to burn itself to the ground. And I have the same feeling. The Democrats and the Republicans, uh, to some degree, <laughs> Donald Trump has burned the Republicans to the ground. Um, and you know, that whole belief in, I mean, you might think that you like Donald Trump, but I think when Donald Trump leaves, who are you going to vote for? And it's not like it's a Republican thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's there? Yeah. The same thing is happening right now. They're just ahead of us. The same thing is happening with the Democrats, but the Democrats have all these woke soldiers out there. And that's, what's really coming down. It's not just like our on our side, if you will, the Republicans, I'm an independent too, but the Republicans I generally vote for and the Republicans, that system is broken and coming down. Mm-hmm. The corruption in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, that's coming down. But what's really fueling it now, I think, is the socialist, Marxist, crazy, no gender, I'm a butterfly, celebrate your abortion all that stuff that I think is evil, that is really designed to destroy the family and to destroy any kind of common sense and decency, I think that stuff is on fire. And this may be the summer of 68. This may be the summer of Altamont, if you will, that stopped mm-hmm. the 1960s insanity dead in its tracks. I think they've overplayed their hands. So you might see, I mean, who was it? It was Candace Owens. I just did an interview with Candace Owens. I think she's, was she last week or coming up next week or something on a podcast with me? She believes that 60, uh, what is it? No, 30% of, of blacks will vote Republican. 30 percent 30 donald trump got that would be game over she said she said i don't think that can happen but that would be great she said and i said come on he got eight percent and she said look 15 percent and it's there's no way for they can win right she said but i think they could go my she said my low estimate is 20 i think he could go as high as 30 Wow. If that happens, if wow. they get to 15%. Tim no Scott even, was talking about 15. Game-changing. Yeah, no need to even hold the election if, yeah. that's ha- if that right. happens. I mean, yeah. that's just be over. It's over. Thank you so much, Pat. 
Factory Unleashed podcast available now. Go subscribe to it and subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, check out Stu Does America while you're there. Bill O'Reilly is coming up in just a second. Every night when I come home from a long day of back-breaking, physical, psychological torture of sitting in a chair so close to Stu, hours, you just don't know what it is. I just collapse into a heap and I close my eyes and pray to God that he'll spare me from another day of this strange, strange hell. <laughs> and I take comfort in my glorious night's sleep of my pillow. And I, and I wrap myself, myself in the Giza sheets for protection and softness. And somehow or another, it gives me enough rest to be able to come in here every day and face that monster. If you would like to have the best night's sleep, get a MyPillow and the Giza Dream Sheet, softest cotton uh, in the world, the best cotton, Egyptian cotton, uh, and it's at an unbelievable price and a deal of buy one set, get a second one free. All you have to do is enter the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. It's, they're fantastic sheets. It's MyPillow.com. Call them at 800-966-3117 or enter the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I don't know if you saw the uh, Keith Ellison tweet uh, yesterday. Uh, he tweeted, I've never seen a Bernie Sanders supporter being unusually mean or rude. Can someone send me an example of a Bernie bro being bad? Well, unfortunately for Keith, the attorney general, uh, he forgot um, about Steve Scalise because Steve Scalise tweeted back pretty quickly. I can think of an example. <laughs> That's a great sense of humor for a guy who was almost murdered by a I, Bernie I, bro. You know, I'm not sure that that was humor that he was expressing there. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we'll find out. I think he's going to be on our next Wednesday night special as we go through the violence of Bernie bros on the Wednesday night special of Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, a motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's 50 cents a day without a contract. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally 100 bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get 350% faster dispatch. It's SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Uh, back in the studio with the one and only Stu Bergier, um and uh, Bill O'Reilly. We're preparing now for whew, Bill O'Reilly, which... 
is always dicey. You never know where he's going to go. Is he going to be in a good mood? Is he going to be in a bad mood? But he will he will always be entertaining. I heard the bad mood. What was the other option? Is there another <laughs> Is there another one? I I well, know the, no, the bad mood one. Many was times the one. he's in a good mood with me. I think you kind of piss him yeah, off. No, but he, yeah. uh Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming up and it's been it's been quite a week in the news. Uh, so we're I'm anxious to see what he has to uh, recap and, and tell us what the most important story of the week was. And the Vatacaucus is coming up. I can't wait to hear his review of the uh, of of Bloomberg's performance. <laughs> uh, also, I'd like to get his opinion on what Candace Owens said. And by the way, that interview with Candace Owens, where she says that she believes the uh, the African-American community will turn out for Donald Trump around 20%. That interview airs tonight in the Friday Night Exclusive on Blaze TV. It's exclusive just to Blaze TV subscribers. Watch it. It's uh, available Friday Night Exclusive. I'm anxious to hear from Bill O'Reilly today. Uh, it was it was a crazy, crazy debate a couple of nights ago, and uh, I haven't heard Bill's opinion on it yet. And Bernie Sanders, but it was they were they were ripping each other apart, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer group of people, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, Bill O'Reilly and his recap of the week in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, American Financing understands uh, that owning your own home may not be the American dream. The American dream is making your own way and not owing anything to anybody. It's not just owning your home. It's a it's something about being your own man. Being your own person, making your own way, not being beholden. Okay, so here's the thing. American financing can do that and help you get your new home. Right now, in the current market, you can own a home that is $48,000 more expensive than you would have bought a year ago, but you're still paying the same in principal and interest. It's because the interest rates are going down. If the American dream for you is owning a home, now may be the time. If the American dream is, you know, not owing money to people, get out of debt with a consolidation loan, and you can do that with American financing. Get out of debt. You can save yourself by refinancing or uh, or consolidation loan. People are saving sometimes over a thousand dollars a month. Please just check it out right now. The rates are extremely low. So go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call right now. Just tell them what you're interested in doing. Give them a few facts. Within 10 minutes, they'll be able to tell you they can help you or not and how much money you could save. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, uh, glad to have you on the program, sir. How are you? I'm uh, in a bad mood. No, oh, boy. I'm okay. Oh, boy. I'm all right. 
You're all right? I'm under control. Okay. Yeah, under control. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, Bill, you're you're going to make a lot of people's Friday or wreck it if you're in a bad mood. So, Or maybe make yeah. it if you're in a bad mood. I don't know. Sometimes it can go either way with you. Um, we would uh, like to get the recap of the week. First, let's start here. What was the biggest story of the week, whether the media recognized it as that or not? Joe Biden inhabiting... Michael Bloomberg's body. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, so the biggest story of the week is the billionaire, uh, Bloomberg, goes up on the debate stage for the first time and has no idea that he is going to be attacked by Elizabeth Warren, who's standing next to him with blood dripping from her mouth. Oh, I mean, it was crazy. Mayor Mike apparently had no idea how any of that was going to happen. How is that possible, Bill? I mean, Um, he had to know the the stop and frisk thing. Uh, Some of the comments he made, he had to have known that. He's paying so-called advisors, hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary to give him lines. He's not a good public speaker, as you saw. He's never been. Uh, To write things for him, to craft commercials. So you're right. There are two big things that everyone in the country knew was going to happen, was that he was going to be attacked as a racist Mm -hmm. and attacked as anti-woman. Mm-hmm. And it took Elizabeth Warren exactly 32 seconds (laughs) to do that. Right. And then Mayor Mike had no reply, no cogent comeback. And so it was stunning. And um, I think that the media doesn't really know how to put it into perspective because the big beneficiary of this is Bernie Sanders. And I'm uh, working on a column now, which will be out on Monday, saying that for the first time in my life, there is a political candidate running for office that I think is so heinous that anyone that I know who would support that person, I could not interact with. (laughs) So if there's anyone in my orbit who would vote for Bernie Sanders, I cannot deal with them. What if someone, let, what, if, what if somebody who you've maybe known for 10 years or so that wouldn't vote for him, but if that individual said, Bill, I think I'm going to vote just to n- stop all interaction with you, how would you feel about that? <laughs> I, I would understand that. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Because yes. I've been looking at okay, Bernie Sanders. would be an asterisk <laughs> next to that vote. <laughs> all right. So, um, so Bill, that, I mean, that's quite a statement. Uh, Thank you. I will tell you that I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to become everything that I despise. And that's what the left said about anybody who voted for Donald Trump. They couldn't interact with them. I want to understand them um, because because it it doesn't make any sense unless you're a Marxist or a fool. No, no, no. But but this is a Bernie Sanders, a direct threat to my family. Oh, I know that. Okay, so Donald Trump's not a direct threat to my family um, or anybody else's family. You may not like him. You may think he's a vulgarian, and, and 
I don't, that doesn't bother me. Okay, so make the case. Let's just say you're talking to somebody and you're really trying to impact them. You're not going to call them names or do what the left does to us. Tell, give, lay out the case against Bernie Sanders. How, Bill, is he possibly going to hurt your family? If Bernie Sanders were elected president, all of my retirement funds, my college education funds, everything that I've saved and worked so hard to accumulate would vaporize. Do you not understand that corporate America is not going to allow its profits to be taken by the federal government and mass? They will leave the country, stop research and development, lay off millions of people. The stock market will collapse and thereby all the 401ks, all the IRAs, everything that everybody has worked for will collapse. Do you not understand that will happen? Bill, you're listening to you're listening to extremists. I mean, that's not what Bernie wants to do. I really have a hard time making this case. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. But the man does not believe in private property. He he wants to tax people with assets up to 80, 90 percent. That's confiscation. Okay, so you believe what you want to believe. This is his own words. He's not trying to fool anybody. What's the difference between Bernie Sanders and Fidel Castro? Well, what's the difference between what's the difference between Donald Trump and Adolf Hitler? All right, we'll get to that later. (laughs) You asked me about Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what they'll say. I think there's going to be people that would vote. Well, Chuck Schumer is one of them, um, and he said we'll vote for anyone to stop Donald Trump. And I think there's a lot of that mentality. Chuck Schumer is an idiot. Chuck Schumer has contributed to the disintegration of New York State. Okay? He's an idiot. But but there's part two on Bernie. Bernie Sanders clearly said in the New Hampshire debate that America was a racist society top to bottom. I was insulted by that. I'm not a racist. I don't believe our society is racist. Um, I guess Bernie missed that Barack Obama was president for eight years. Okay, so he insulted every single person in this country by saying that the uh, United States of America is a racist society, society. Okay, from top to bottom. Well, blank you, pal. Okay, that's not true. That's a lie. And you just besmirched me and every other American. And and this, I've never heard your analysis. I have never heard your analysis. That would have disqualified the man. I've never I've never heard your analysis so personal. I mean, you. This is. Do you not under Beck? I know you're a playing devil's advocate, and that's a smart thing to do because you can whip me up. Um, (laughs) I would never do that. Do you not understand? The danger that is standing there. Oh, I do. Millions of Americans do not. So therefore, if I can't get through to them, because I chronicle this stuff on BillOReilly.com, Bernie Sanders, and and the only moment Bloomberg had of any clarity the other night was when he turned to Sanders and said, hey, you're the biggest socialist in town, and you got three homes. Okay? And Bernie Sanders is a millionaire, 
and he's never earned a nickel in the private sector. And the reason he's a millionaire is because every job he's had, he's given his wife and his family big buck jobs that accompany that. All right? And I've, I've chronicled it on BillOReilly.com. Peter Schweitzer has written about it in mm-hmm. the book. This guy's the biggest charlatan in the world. All right? He lives large. He flies on private jets. Existential threat, climate change. Where's my jet? Hey, stuff it, pal. You're the biggest phony, the biggest liar, and the biggest threat to this country that I've seen in my entire adult life. And yet millions of Americans are voting for him? What's the matter with you people? What is the matter with you? I don't want to hear Trump. I don't care if you like Trump or not. All right? And you didn't hear one question from the NBC stooges. Hey, the economy's pretty good, is it not, Democratic candidates? Did you hear one statement? I thought I was living in the Dust Bowl. I thought it was 1932. It's just the country has, has now collapsed into dishonesty. And these zombies walking around, Bernie Sanders. You ready for Bernie Sanders? I know you have to take a break, but before, let me just give you this. Bernie Sanders tells you he's going to pay every single health care bill for 330 million Americans and 20 million illegal aliens, and it'll be a lot more because he's not going to stop anybody from coming here. All right? Every single health care bill, federal government's going to pay. But not only that, all your dental, all your eyeglasses, all your hearing aids, all your senior care, all your child care, all your educational, everything. There's not enough money on the planet on the bleeping planet to pay for all that. And the NBC stooges sit there going, uh, 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 well, uh, well, uh, it's just, it offends me to my core that we have an Elizabeth Warren, a Bernie Sanders selling this bunch of garbage and millions of Americans are buying it. I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let Bill's doctors just check his blood pressure. And as long as he's still okay, I'm going to let him go again in one minute. All right. You have several new jobs to fill. Why in the world you need an office welder, a snack room guard, and a liaison officer in case of an alien contact is really beyond your understanding. But... That's what you've been told to hire. Time to pull up ZipRecruiter and find some qualified candidates. If anyone can find those people, ZipRecruiter can. Look, if you're a small business or a Fortune 500 company, they use ZipRecruiter as well. You know the worst thing to do is try to find qualified people, especially when unemployment is as low as it is. I mean, you're fighting for the scraps of the right person. And the right person can make or break your business. I want you to go to ZipRecruiter right now. ZipRecruiter sends your job posted to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But here's what makes them different. Two things. One, they have an algorithm that goes out because they really listen to what you're looking for. And it goes out and it searches the web for any of the qualified candidates. And then it invites them to apply for your job. The other thing it does... They don't just send you a big stack of names and numbers and resumes. 
they order them and highlight the ones so you don't miss the ones that they say, this is the perfect match for you. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Get the right person that's going to push your business forward. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Ten seconds and back to Bill O'Reilly. So tell me about Michael Bloomberg and what, pe- uh, what people should yeah, know about him. Yeah, I know Bloomberg um, for a long time. I, I think I told you last week I sat next to him at a dinner party that Barbara Walters had in her house. Oof. Um, what was and that? I, you know, what, back and forth. Was that the, the meeting of the dead? Or almost dead, the Crypt Keeper Society. What was that, Bill, that you were doing? That was, yeah, uh, you know, Henry Kissinger's wife was there. Uh, there were a lot of swells, a lot of rich people there. Yeah, all right. And I think Barbara just invited us because we, we were the entertainment. Yeah, you, know, like the <laughs> you were the little stones. monkey show. Yeah. Look, yeah. we've got a conservative in a cage. Let's poke him. Well, Bloomberg's <laughs> a smart guy. Yeah. Um, not, not a warm and fuzzy guy, not a people guy. Uh, he's a... You know, running in the wrong party, obviously. But it was really stunning to go back to our um, first question in this uh, interview um, that he couldn't just look at Elizabeth Warren and say, um, Listen, lady, um, do you have any idea how many people of color are victims of violent crime? Do you know? Now, Elizabeth Warren does not know, would not be able to answer that question. You put her on the defensive. The answer is, in the urban centers of America, 90% of violent crime victims are people of color. 90%. So stop and frisk may have unintended consequences that are not right. But it's not a war crime. It cut murders in poor black neighborhoods by more than 50%. So that's all he had to say to her. And on the woman thing, all he had to do was look at her and say, every single corporation in the world, not just in the United States, has problems with personnel at times. Employees have beefs against the company. There's two ways you deal with it, in court or you settle it. And then if you settle it, you write a contract. And usually the employee gets some kind of compensation. No one forces the employee to sign anything. The employee agrees. It's a contract. So why would I or any CEO looking out for our company tear up that contract? That's all you say to her. Because Elizabeth Warren is a due process denier. You saw that in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. She convicted Kavanaugh and knew nothing about it. She knew nothing about it, but convicted him of a heinous crime. She, I don't wail on her because she doesn't have any chance. She's so unlikable. She makes Hillary Clinton look like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> she does. That's how unlikable Elizabeth Warren is. Can I tell you something, right. though, Bill? This is, I think, the most unlikable group of people you could find. Bloomberg is really an unlikable person. Um, Sanders is just an angry old man yelling at you to get off the lawn. And, and Elizabeth Warren is fake at best, at best. Uh, well, but she's, 
She's plastic and unlikable. As an unlikable person myself. (laughs) um, (laughs) You're the king of the unlikable people. See, I I have a deeper insight into that. Yeah, okay, go go ahead. Beck is... Beck is kind of a likable guy. I, I don't know Stu personally. I just talked to him on it. But I think Stu's likable, too. Very likable, but, yes. But, you know, me, I could be mm. put in that category. I, that would be wrong. I am misunderstood. Mm. But I think Buttigieg is a likable guy. I, I do, too. I think is okay. Okay. Um, even though she's kind of masquerading up there as a kind of a moderate, and she really isn't. Um, Joe Biden, I think, person. used to be. Now he's just weird. You know, now you're like, I don't know what he is. But, you know, the Biden? the old test used to be, hey, could he get on MTV, talk about boxers or briefs, play the saxophone? And always, always, would you want to hang out and have a beer with him? There's no one at the top, uh, that, except for Judge that I think Americans would say, oh, yeah, I'd like to hang out with them. I like them. Yeah, but with Judge, he'd have to buy the beer before I would go. All right, I'm not, I'm, because I think it would I don't really fully trust him. But he is not unlikable. Right. But Biden used to be likable. Yes. Un- until he entered the Twilight Zone with Rod Serling. What? Now, there's someone inhabiting Joe Biden's body. I, I don't know whether it's an alien. It's an 80. 80- it's, a, it's a 95 year old man. That's what it I is. I keep waiting for him, who's, and he's very well dressed. To be standing there and kind of an arm come out through his chest to try to grab Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you know, right? I, I will tell you this, like, Bill. I don't understand his strategy. Yesterday, he said... strategy? I know. Yesterday, he said, look, I, I probably am a one-term president, you know, and I promise I'll only serve one, one term, you know, if my mental faculties start to decline. What is he doing? Joe Joe Biden is running on the befuddlement ticket. Remember the boomer <laughs> yeah. ticket? Yeah. He's on the befuddlement ticket. Right? <laughs> and his slogan is, I have no clue. So if you're clueless, vote for me. Right. I could get lo- I could open up the front door of my house and get lost and my family be looking for me and right. I don't right. know my address. I mean it's it's really bizarre. More with Bill O'Reilly here in just a minute. America, it's Friday. You're listening to Glenn Back. I don't know about you, but I like instant results. It's the latest thing all the cool kids are doing. And when it comes to skincare, nobody understands the desire for instant results better than Chamonix. The new Genucel RH delivers next generation retinol anti aging effects with zero redness or irritation. A review from Susan in Toms River, New Jersey. She says, The Genucel RH is a game changer. The bags under my eyes are history, and it feels so soft and luxurious. I even use it for redness on my left uh, cheek and on my laugh lines. Thank you, Chamonix. What a home run. Genucel RH is leading the industry yet again by making bags under the eyes and puffiness and hyperpigmentation and even redness a thing of the past. Order the Genucel RH today and get the Genucel jawline treatment and the Genucel immediate effects absolutely free. Give them a call, 800-577-8709 today. Or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. GenuCell RH is a non-irritant. It's safe in the sun and it's highly moisturizing. Get yours today. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. 
800-577-8709 or genucel.com. It is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, genucel.com. Hey, you don't want to miss my exclusive interview with Candace Owens tonight for Blaze TV subscribers only, 5 p.m., blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, America, which means Bill O'Reilly joins us. Uh, I want to take you, Bill, uh, to one of the other big stories that I think is happening now, and I'm confused by it. Um, I I am counting so much on uh, Bill Barr, our attorney general, to clean up the mess in Washington and in the Justice Department and uh, from everybody I talk to in Washington, they all have full confidence in him and they believe he's on the case. Um, and now this little spat, which I'm hoping is just something that the media is stirring up to try to pit these two against each other. Uh, is it going to turn into something? Is this real? What's happening with Bill Barr and Donald Trump? Okay, I am on it. Uh, first of all, I do need 30 seconds at the end of this very oh, astute uh, conversation. Look, I pay you in you sandwiches. Every week little, I send you a it'll sandwich. It'll be beneficial to you. All right. Okay, <laughs> um, well, then it's, we'll do it. <laughs> okay, so Donald Trump is a guy who uh, gets into um, black moods. Not not crazy moods where he throws stuff or he's jumping up and down or setting himself so up. So he's fire. never thrown a lamp at somebody like Hillary Clinton. No. All right. No, he doesn't do that. Okay. But he gets into moods where he's not really thinking clearly. Okay. And so um, I would say 10 days ago, one of the moods brought him to the conclusion that Barr was being disloyal and not uh, aggressively seeking out wrongdoers um, like Hillary Clinton and, and the FBI and the Russian collusion stuff. Right. This happens um, once every couple of months. And so he vented. And uh, Barr didn't like it. And Stone was the uh, ventee. Right? That coalesced around Stone, but it was more than that. And then Barr basically said... Look, uh, I can't do my job if I'm in on the cut here, which he should have said. Barr was absolutely he was. the way he did it and was I thought, the right thing to do. Right, and I thought he did it with real respect to the president, too. He's he, like, look, I— Barr is, in my opinion, Barr has been a very honest attorney general. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, the Democrats yelling about him. If you look at what Holder and Lynch did, I mean, it's— it, Oh, it's, it's sickening. Crazy. It's sickening. So Trump got the message. Because then the next day he said, yeah, that's right. It does make it hard for him to do his job when I, I tweet. That's the closest you'll ever get to an apology from Donald Trump. Right. The closest. He'll, if you read the United States of Trump, he never, ever apologizes. And I got into that with his son, 
the well, why Rush, about it and all that. Was, okay. Rush, Rush Limbaugh just uh, said, uh, I think last week, that, that, that the president called him and said, don't ever apologize for anything you ever yeah, said. He just doesn't. He sees his weakness. And if you watch Bloomberg slobber around about uh, stop and frisk, yeah, yeah. it is weakness. Yeah. You know, particularly when you have when you an don't, argument that your intent yeah. was to save lives. Right. Which I mean, is, it was. And I don't. Right, so I just don't believe his apology. And let's get back to Barr and Trump. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, I have made it clear on BillOReilly.com and in private channels that if Donald Trump were to fire Barr, that puts his entire reelection in jeopardy. Agree, one hundred percent. Okay, so he knows that's my opinion. I think. He values that opinion, but I'm not sure. I think he also is probably hearing that opinion from others, hopefully. Uh, it's a closed circle. Then maybe he listens to two guys. Um, not a lot of opinion flowing into that Oval Office. So I don't expect, but I could be wrong, that the Barr situation will escalate. I think that Barr will issue the Durham report in early summer before the conventions. Um, I think there's going to be indictments, but I was surprised by the McCabe pass because they could have indicted McCabe. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can think of is that McCabe's helping him behind the scenes, which McCabe would never admit, but it's the only thing I can think of. What do you know about Bill Barr? Do you know him? No. Okay. Never met him. Um, everyone's, I, everyone says to me, he's the real deal and he's actively working to clean this up and you'll be amazed in the end. But they also say that as if they know, but then they always qualify it with, well, and I don't really know. I'm really, I'm counting on this. <laughs> so Barr's an old, old school guy. And that, and it means a few things when you're old school, you have loyalty. All right, so we're living in a country that really doesn't have any loyalty now. That's gone. Anything. Loyalty and, and honesty telling the truth evaporated in America. Are you, if you can lie and benefit yourself, you, you go right ahead. Prevailing wisdom. So Barr's old school. So he's loyal to Trump. He is. But he, he's not going to do anything um, that would be dishonest to aid the president. That's what people should know. He's loyal to Trump. He genuine believe, genuinely believes, Barr does, that this whole Russian collusion thing was a contrived attempt to remove Donald Trump from power. Barr believes that. It's like a, a prosecutor who believes that the defendant he's prosecuting did murder the young girl. He doesn't have any doubt about it. Right. So that's where Barr is. Loyal to the president, does believe the Russian collusion thing was a contrived attempt by very powerful people in Washington to remove Trump dishonestly. That's where we are. Now, whether he can prove that or not, we have to have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. All right, uh, Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to give you more than 30 seconds because I want to ask you a question. You're working on your next book, and it's Killing Crazy Horse. I am a, I am crazy for Crazy Horse. I know, I know the Crazy Horse story. I, I, I wrote a, uh, a, a, a series based on 
on uh, Crazy Horse, and I've wanted to make it into a book for a very long time. Uh, this is Killing uh, a Crazy Horse, The Merciless Indian Wars in America. Please tell me Crazy Horse is a hero in your book. Crazy Horse was feared by the U.S. government. Now, whether he's a hero or not, you're going to decide after you read my book. Because, again, this is an unvarnished, no spin, both sides, whites and Indians. I'm giving you the facts from Andrew Jackson and Chief Joseph. Anybody interested in the development of the United States as it resonates now will find this book, I think, uh, really enthralling. But do you know why the U.S. government feared Crazy Horse? Uh, I do, but go ahead. All right. Because he was such a brilliant military tactician. And the um, procedures that he brought to warfare, the Washington people, the War Department said, if this spreads, if Native Americans adopt the tactics that Crazy Horse is using, this is going to make our lives unbelievably difficult. So they had to confront Crazy Horse, which is why Custer went after him. Um, it wasn't like Cochise or Geronimo, which, and we get into all of those guys, even Tecumseh, where there were annoyances. Crazy Horse was a threat. And Do you know what? People have no idea how this went down, and, and it was brutal, by the way, unbelievably brutal. More brutal than the Civil War. Do you, the Indian Wars were more brutal than the Civil War. Do you Are you aware of who he was as a child and how gentle and kind uh, he was? Well, we don't get into the gentle and kindness because that's really you not should. my milieu. <laughs> <laughs> but to in. understand him, Bill, let me just yes. say this. To understand him, if you don't understand his childhood and what happened, A, on his first buffalo hunt— and also uh, uh, what happened with him and some uh, friends of his when they went out and hunted their first deer, uh, you don't really understand Crazy Horse. And that is the balance. You kind of look at this guy and you say, this guy was a brutal, brutal uh, warrior that was just, he was frightening. He was truly frightening. But if you understand was, his childhood, you're, you're, it, it begs the question, how did that boy become that man? And once you well, understand it's not that, a book on Crazy Horse, Crazy Horse is a big part of it. But I think your research is probably will trump mine. But in the context of what was happening in the expansion of the United States and why things went down the way they did on uh, both sides, killing Crazy Horse will engage you. You're going to really. All right, I so think, I just it, wanted it's to not just uh, about him. Okay, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad to hear that it's another white man book about the white man's history. <laughs> no, there's a lot of uh, history from the Indian side. No, I know, a lot I of know. stuff you, Glenn Beck, had no blanking clue about. <laughs> our research, <laughs> our research all right, is all very right. strong, as it is in all the other uh -huh. books. You know that. Right. Um, I got, I'm opening up BillOReilly.com uh, for everybody this weekend. That's what I wanted to tell you. Because our analysis of the debate and the presidential race in general is so different than what you're seeing on cable news and network news, it, it's startling. And, and I, it's linked into the, what you do at The Blaze as well. Um, so I want people to sample that because I do believe now this is evolving into the most important election of our lifetime.
Oh, yeah. And you're not being told the truth by the corporate media. They're not going to tell you the truth on either side. And so I want people to do it. We're opening up BillOReilly.com 5 o'clock on Friday. For the whole weekend, you can check it out free. And the other thing is I'm going to do a tour back called Who Wants to Be President? And the first show will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana on mm. June 12th. So if you want to see me live, um, go to BillOReilly.com. I'll link it right over the box office. And I'll be touring around because I feel this is so important that I'm going to actually get on the planes and visit everywhere. Shut up. Because Those no, poor really. people that are going to be locked 40,000 feet in the air in an airplane with you. Whoa. No, no, no. I'll take the private. I'll take okay. the, I'm, I'm subletting Bernie Sanders' jet. <laughs> okay, right? good, good. All right, all right, good. Thank all right. you very much, Beck. That Bill was O'Reilly. very kind of you to give me that time. You bet. Thank you so much, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, don't worry about saying thank you to me, Bill. Don't worry about it. No, no big deal. No, I'll wait for it. No, no. Me hmm. still didn't want to give wow. it to you. Wow. All right, I want you to go and look <laughs> at the um, uh, the reviews of a product that I want to share with you. It's called Shave Secret. You go to Google or Amazon or Facebook. You want to know how good a product is now. You just go look at the product reviews. Shave Secret has thousands of five-star reviews uh, on all of those platforms. And it is a real testimony because it seems, I mean, you don't even think about shaving cream or soaps or anything else, gels that you put on. You just buy them. And it's because we've all been trained to just buy them. You don't need them. In fact, it's not the best way to shave. The best way to shave is a a unique and proprietary blend of essential oils. And you put a few drops on your hand, literally three to five drops on your wet hand, and then you work that into your skin and your beard. And your razor just flies across your face. It is really an amazing close shave for your face or for your legs, for men or for women. It's shavesecret.com, shavesecret.com. You're going to find this wherever you find the shaving stuff at Walmart, also regionally at HEB and Wegmans grocery stores. They're also available online at Amazon or shavesecret.com. Use the promo code BECK on their website and get a 10% discount. That's shavesecret.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Uh, we have a coronavirus update. You know, we probably should have some fun music for that, uh, just because it doesn't sound fun, you know, the coronavirus update. Uh, really? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Hmm. Uh, but we'll get to that here uh, coming up in, in just a second. Stand by for that. Um, also, an Indian man in India uh, has found a new god. And hmm. his god is Donald Trump. And uh, he's made a statue. His name is Busa Krishna. And uh, his neighbors don't mind the giant statue of Donald Trump out fr- outside of his house. His house is now called the Trump House. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, he worships him as a god. 
uh, and the the villagers say, "Hey, we we think he's great. He, he's devoted. He's really devoted to something, and that's good. Makes him a better makes him a better man." You know, I I, I mean, I've got an issue with the uh, you know. He prays to Trump every day, mm-hmm. and he says that he's gotten lots of success, and Trump comes to him in a dream. So if my neighbor is saying those things, I might be concerned, okay? Really? Yeah, but I don't live in India, so what He's not I your know? neighbor. It's not my neighbor. Very far away. So I don't care. Oh, that's right. This global community. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a villager that would say... Hey, dude, the huge statue of Donald Trump that you're pouring milk over or whatever it is you're doing in your ritual, not cool. I mean, that's weird. Don't you, you think? You know, this guy's ending it. He's at the next State of the Union in the crowd. Yeah. Trump's, <laughs> Trump's flying him in <laughs> with the statue. One seat is the guy. One seat's the statue. I would get his phone number. If I were Donald Trump, I'd get his phone number. I'd just call him at night. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. It would be my hobby, I think. I think I would get like the the CIA to install speakers in his house so Trump could just speak to him. <laughs> and you just hear me walking around the house and just hear Trump's voice. Yeah, not tell him to do anything. No, nah, you know, not, just not to see what happens. You know, just be you know? like, Trump steaks, they're delicious. <laughs> Trump water is the best water. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians twelve fourteen. <laughs> really? What? Is that is that in Ephesians? I don't remember it, but okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the best water. That's, uh, okay. Why I would be reading Ephesians <laughs> as somebody who is named Krishna, I don't know, but uh, I'm sure. All right, look, it all, all right. works out. <laughs> it all works out in the end. That's it. I probably not. Not for him. <laughs> not for any of us at this point. Not after today's show. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try to be better, <laughs> uh, which fails miserably for us every day. But we'll try it another hour. Next hour, fresh start. Fresh start. On the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I used to... Oh my gosh. Thank you, Hillary. You're welcome. What a delight coming for her to throw it to us. Especially when they're still maintaining to this day a hole in the sky where the tree should be. You know, she's not even seem to be bothered by that. You know, wow, uh, that's not it's not okay in well, my book. It's not mine either, Stu. Not mine either. I guess with people like Hillary, <laughs> it's fine. Wow, it's fine. A little disdain there in that. In well, that, uh, do you need to say more than Hillary? It's like Romney. Yeah, Hillary. It like, just works. Like you know what I mean? Tonight on Studios America, Jason Buttrell. Jason. Do you, know, you think the three of them are in collusion? Mm-hmm. Collusion. Mm-hmm. Romney. Hillary. Jason. Coming up on MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good promo yeah, for Rachel it is, Maddow. It is. It's very dramatic. Tour. True crime stories. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll uh, we'll uh, give you our coronavirus update and and then a lot of fun stuff as well. Like the coronavirus update's not fun. I mean, what am I saying? Next. of entertainment and enlightenment.
Well, hello, America. It's Friday. And what a Friday we have for you. We have news on Bernie Sanders. Oh, you know, I don't know if you saw Keith Ellison said, can somebody give me a single example of a Bernie bro bro really going rogue, being bad? Well, you're the one that, you know, tried to shoot all the Republican candidates on the baseball field about two years ago. I think that was one. But other than that, well, yes, I can. We'll talk about that coming up in uh, just a second. Also, what's more fun on a Friday than a coronavirus update? (laughs) We have that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to tell you about something that we just started here at The Blaze, and it is something that I have been looking for forever. Uh, I met with one of the the big wigs at, uh, at NetSuite uh, from Oracle. Uh, he was in the office and he, we were talking about business. And I said, look, here's, here's the problem, visibility. And he more than understood uh, that visibility, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And for years, we tried to find out and put in one place, can, uh, what is HR doing? What are they working on? How are sales going? How are we tracking compared to last year? What is what's happening with our subscribers? What's our churn rate? All of these things that we have to worry about. And we got so backed up because I couldn't get any of those numbers in one place. And I'd have to go chase them down from different people. And they weren't exact and we're not really sure. And I got to the point about two years ago. I'm like, I just want to do what I do best. OK, because this all sucks. And we've got to get a handle on the numbers, and we have to start doing what we do best. And I think that's what every single businessman says. Nobody, nobody, as a kid, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell stories on radio. That's what I wanted to do. At no point did I say, and then what I'd like to do is run a business and worry about HR and And then meet with the accountants all the time and make sure we're going over the books. Nobody's dream is that. Well, maybe some, but they're weirdos. If you're you're somebody that is building your business and you want your business to go from 2 million to 10 million or from 10 million to 50 million, this is something that really Oracle was building. And I I think, you know, the, the main users were these gigantic companies. Well, now they have it for you. If you're a company that's, you know, small, $2 million uh, a year in sales, you can apply this uh, and it will turbo your business because everything is on one central dashboard, everything. So you can do what you do best and not worry about everything else because it's all right there. Grow your business and get back to doing the thing that you know how to do. I want you to try this out. Just get a, a free demonstration. Uh, go to netsuite.com slash Beck. That's netsuite.com slash Beck. It's from Oracle. Uh, they'll give you a free uh, seven key strategies to grow your profits, a free guide. You can download it while you're there. Uh, but make an appointment and turbo your business now. It's netsuite.com slash Beck. Hello, 
is sick free. Welcome to uh, Friday. Uh, I want to give you a coronavirus update. Do we happen to have any, because uh, I'm trying to look for some, I don't know, some way to make this so it's not so depressing. Do we have any happy music or any coronavirus theme that, do, did you find anything in the studio that... Okay, probably not the, <laughs> not the look I was going for, or the. Think this is a death mass, um, but I could be wrong. Jason uh, Buttrill is uh, with us now uh, and has some uh, update. Have you seen Jason the number uh, of people that we have in quarantine now here in America? Uh, I haven't seen the last number. No. So NBC reported today. That that number now is 10,000 people, Americans, quarantined here in America. Wow. On yeah. military bases. No, that's the key. So these aren't the ones that we brought in. These are people, and I think this is great. I really think these people are exceptional. These are people that went overseas. They were in Hong Kong. They were in Beijing. They were wherever they were in China. And as they got onto a plane and came back home, they were told, um, you know, you were in a really dangerous zone and they voluntarily are putting themselves at home for two weeks, taking their temperature every four, what is it, four times a day uh, and monitoring and keeping a track of, of how they're feeling, et cetera, for two weeks. And so they're self-quarantining at home, which I think is great. It's great. And, and it kind of goes to the interview that you did with that doctor that yeah. basically did the same thing. And yeah. he was like, I'm doing this to set an example. And yeah. it, it's, it looks like it's working. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really good. You know, Stu said, we may not have a vaccine, but the one thing we do have going for us is communication, technology. Yeah, the information age in some way is actually really helping this, right? I mean, people know about, think about this 50 years ago. We probably barely would even have any idea what was going on, yeah. let alone, you know, every yeah. moment you get another update. Yeah. And despite the efforts of the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to yeah. keep these things under a lid, it's mm-hmm. getting out regardless. So mm-hmm. what is the update that you can bring us uh, today? Well, again, and that's what kind of goes to what I just said is, you know, like like we saw in SARS, the Chinese government sat on it and it was able to spread to other countries. They did the exact same thing with this. It spread to other other countries and we're starting to see that we're now in a new phase of the coronavirus spread and i think cases are going down so it looks like in china, in china which is great news great news yeah. and, and it's and it's pretty obvious especially if they watch the show on wednesday um, why that's the case because it's an unprecedented i mean it would be unconstitutional here what they're doing but it's an absolute crackdown on both information and people's movement everything um, but it's it's starting to go down. And um, but elsewhere in the world, places like South Korea, they now have 150 cases. Yeah, um, it's rising. I don't want to say dramatically, but it's significantly going up. In yeah, they're areas. saying that now we're in phase two of Corona. Now, the good news is as it's starting to go up, which makes sense. I mean, it's you know been 14 to 24 days since people were starting to move around. Um, and even if you caught it from somebody and they didn't get the symptoms, you could have caught it from somebody, and it's set dormant in you. You pass it to somebody else, and then uh, you'll start to see these numbers. So the numbers around the world are going to start to go up, um, and so we are in phase two of of this. But the really good news is, if we can trust the Chinese, the numbers are going down now. So we've hit our peak in China. What, what we know that what we can't trust Chinese on is, you know, I, I think they completely lied about knowing where this actually started. 
I don't think they have a clue. And that is scary because that means there's other places in China where they were, where travel was uninhibited and they were still going. Um, just take, for instance, what uh, Canada just reported. Canada just reported a sentinel event that just happened. Um, one of their citizens got the coronavirus but never went to China. Right. So they're like, what is going on? So basically a sentinel event is when there is an event where they're not exactly sure that, that you know – how it got how it got there yeah. there's evidence now, of more widespread transmission here's now you just look into this here's something that bothered me yesterday just didn't seem this didn't seem right on the heels of this being told uh that a canadian in canada went to iran and somehow or another got the coronavirus from going to iran and now is in canada and consider the Iranians have only said there was like five cases and they've got them contained. Mm-hmm. So obviously they haven't. There is more widespread contamination. Did you see the press release that the Chinese, uh, that the Iranians put out yesterday? No. The Iranians put out that this was an American Zionist germ that we made and we introduced into society. Um, to be able to further the Zionist Israeli goals. <laughs> so so this, the Russians actually started this. When I first started looking into this, all I got was conspiracy theories. And that was the top one. There's people in the United States. About the Israeli? That. Really? Um, no, they, they didn't have the Israeli. Okay. Uh, I think the Iranians obviously added that on there. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like, yeah, let's blame the CIA, but right. come on, let's add you know, the Jews in there as well. Come right. on. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, CIA and Jews, I mean, don't we all know? <laughs> <laughs> now what? Uh, yeah. So th- they've been for a long time blaming it on CIA? Oh, yeah. So they And it's so convoluted, the conspiracy theory, because they mentioned the bioweapon. They mentioned the uh, bio facility in Wuhan mm-hmm. and somehow jumped to, oh, but it was a CIA, a CIA bioweapon. I'm like, how, how are you making this jump? I mean, the bioweapon thing is, is already is just kind of stupid. We can't even speculate on that. Well, remember, this is... This is something that uh, people, some people, crazy conspiracy theorists still believe. But at the beginning of the AIDS virus, the deal was is that this was a Reagan CIA thing to kill all the, the homosexuals. And it was it was brewed to kill homosexuals and blacks in Africa. Yeah. The I Jeremiah mean, Wright uh, <laughs> philosophy, right? I mean, I think Jeremiah Wright might have said that. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are people that still believe that stuff and are still preaching that about the AIDS virus. Sometimes literally preaching it. Like from, <laughs> yeah. the, well, from, from the pulpit. The pulpit. Mm-hmm. But with nobody that was important sitting in the no! pew. No, gosh, thing. no. That's I what's would, insane yeah. about the misinformation and disinformation that swirls around things like this. So just for a quick explainer, misinformation is just like, hey, we're going to tell you something, you know, blatantly false. Russia does this all the time. Mm-hmm. But what Russia also does in places like China is they do disinformation, which is information that comes from a trusted source that they leak to them, they think is true, and then they tell people that trust them, like Jeremiah Wright's congregation, trust him. Or people like Oliver Stone, people that mm-hmm. are fans of his movies, they trust him, even though J- the movie JFK was, in that theory, was a complete fabrication that came from the Soviet Union. So just something to keep in mind when these things swirl around. So let me ask you this. Is this disinformation, misinformation? This is coming from a U.K. source. Um, China deploys 40 incinerators to Wuhan amid fears of coronavirus death toll cover-up. Who reported that? This is Daily Star. Hard to say. Okay. (laughs) 
China has reportedly deployed 40 industrial incinerators to the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. Chinese media reports that the furnaces have been shipped to the city amid, amid, uh, amid ongoing fears the death toll is being covered up. The mobile incinerators can reportedly destroy up to five tons of waste every day and can burn its load in as little as two seconds. The cabin is the size of a 20-foot standard container and has a volume of about 30 cubic meters. It has the ability to crush solid waste, then incinerate it, and then purify the smoke. The incinerators reportedly have been sanctioned for the use uh, by the Chinese military um, uh, to dispose of of bodies. It's hard to say, especially along the, the cremation, because we've verified some reports about the cremation. We've also disproven other reports. And we've we've knocked those so out. So what was the deal? I don't understand why uh, or how we found the, uh, what was it? The Remember the, the heat map and it was, uh, what was the gas that was being released from burning organic material? Yeah, I don't remember the, the actual gas, but yeah. yeah. Do you remember that, Stu? What was I, it? I remember the story. Yeah, sulfur. It was sulfur dioxide. And that's what happens when you burn organic material. Uh, And there was this map out that showed that uh, this sulfur dioxide was off the charts uh, high just outside of Wuhan. So it was, yeah, it was, it was more of like a projection that like a weather company was, was, that was, that noticed this. So like they were, they showed like where cremations were happening, which were at certain levels, but then when it expanded and that's the shot you would see on the internet that would go flying around. Um, that people were reporting on was more the projection of, hey, if they stay at these levels, this is what it's going to be by a certain time frame, which there was no never any indication that the projection I never happened. read that on any story that had that map. That's how these things happen. That's exactly how these things happen. That's unbelievable. One, one thing that an unintended consequence. James Bond, the makers of the the last James Bond movie with uh, Daniel Craig, is coming out in a few weeks. They are now concerned that it's going to be a box office flop (laughs) because no one is going to the movie theater in China. And China is such a big market now. And nobody, uh, they fear that if it spreads, nobody will go to the movies uh, around the world. I am so pissed about how Hollywood is catering to China so much. Oh, my God. Did you see the movie Midway? Oh, yeah. That one part of the movie that was just thrown in there that yeah. really didn't pertain to the movie, but it was because the Chinese funded the movie. They're like, hey, let's throw this one part in. Yeah, they had it's to. It's insane. They, yeah, they had to, they had to add parts about how China was you know, the good guy and, and everything else, and they did it because of all the funding. But you're going to see that. We are a secondary market. We're, mm. we're close to being a secondary market. If you go to Netflix or Amazon, we already are a secondary market to the globe. They don't care. If it plays in America, that's good. Will it play in the rest of the world? Uh, and so the, we are going to start seeing things. Truth, justice, in the American way is not going to play in Hollywood. That's one of the things with the Adam Sandler con- contract because they gave him so much money. Right. And, like, you know, Adam Sandler, you're like, well, I mean, I, I know he had, he was in – uh, uncut gems which which mm-hmm. was very critically acclaimed but i mean generally speaking it's it hasn't been a last well, five or ten years haven't been huge adam sandler years in the u.s right apparently he's just mega huge all around the world yeah like his brand of comedy oh, translates I, really well to people who don't speak english yeah he, well, he's, is, he's kind of like he's like a jerry lewis 
Jerry Lewis, at the end of his career, you know, far as his young part of his career when he was in the 50s and 60s, he would make these movies, and they would be okay. They were huge, huge in Europe, huge. And that's why, I mean, he got like the Legion of Honor Award or something like that. He was one of France's biggest movie stars when he was putting the teeth in going, Hello, ladies! That's, I mean, they loved that. I don't know why. Uh, Anyway, I just want you to know, coronavirus, I don't care if you are blowing snot all over the back of my shirt, I'm going to see Daniel Craig's last (laughs) James Bond. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks. All right. uh, Our sponsor, I don't happen to have it uh, sitting here. What is our sponsor this half hour? Okay, realestateagentsitrust.com uh, is uh, bringing you this portion of the program, and I really appreciate it. Um, Real Estate Agents is a company that um, I started. I started with my, my brother, and really nobody believed in this, um, and, it was, and it was kind of a personal thing. You know, he, was, he had tried to sell his house, and he really had a hard time. I've always had a hard time finding a good real estate agent um, that was that I felt was up front and really could sell the house and delivered on what they promised. Um, and so we started doing work with real estate agents on another product uh, all over the country. And I was meeting with the 500 best real estate agents, um, you know, for years meeting with them. And I started to get to know them. And I realized there is a such thing as a best practice. The reason why they're the 500 best is for several reasons. Um, and so we we thought, why can't we turn people on to those real estate agents? So when you're looking for a real estate agent, you know that somebody's done the homework and has found the one that has those best practices in your area. And they're going to help you either sell your house or buy a new one or sell your house. And then we have another agent where you're moving to and they can find that right house for you. But they'll make it pleasant and easy. These are great real estate agents, and if we don't have one in the area that you're either moving to or you're selling, we won't recommend anybody because they go through a vetting process. This is a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now if you want to buy or sell your house and get the job done right. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10-second station ID. So there could not be a better time uh, for next Wednesday's uh, special on Bernie Sanders and the violence that uh, surrounds him and the radicals that he has. Listen to this. A former advisor on criminal justice issues to Bernie Sanders was plotting a violent prison escape, stashing guns and ammunition inside a soon-to-be-open prison. Nashville police said Wednesday that Alex Friedman, a prison reform advocate who helped shape Bernie Sanders' criminal justice agenda, has spent months plotting an escape for inmates of the city's detention center. Sanders worked with Friedman to develop his positions on criminal justice. Uh, it's a, you know, And what a surprise that somebody around Bernie Sanders uh, hates the system so much. Uh, and just doesn't want to reform it, but, you know, we'll stash guns in a prison that's being built for prison breaks. 
at a later date. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that uh, Donald Trump loves more than anything else, is when people realize who he's running against. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we're going to make this case on Stu Does America Tonight, which is, this is basically the best moment of Donald Trump's presidency. He's in the best position he's been in since the beginning and the polling all backs that up oh i think since he came down the escalator yeah maybe so um and you look at um the reasoning for that number one you know there's a lot of really good economic news and there's a lot of things that have gone well on the other side people are learning and meeting the candidates that are the other options yeah and when you look at the other options you're like wait a minute like maybe because it's that unnamed Democrat thing that you always mm-hmm. talk about. Like, yeah, well, would you rather have Donald Trump or a Democrat? And people will insert in their mind this perfect picture of a Democrat who's really competent and does all these things really well. And then, they, you know, he might not do that well in that poll. But when you actually watch Michael Bloomberg on stage and have to experience who this person actually is, all of a sudden Donald Trump looks a hell of a lot better. And he's climbing and climbing in the polls because of it. And tomorrow, Nevada votes, and it looks like they're going to go for Bernie Sanders. It's incredible on how insane many of our neighbors have gone to be able to say, yes, I'm going to vote for a guy who loved the Soviet You're Union. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So American Financing understands that, you know, there's some really important things that go along with the American dream. And the American dream is not necessarily having your own house. The American dream is about making your own way and standing on your own two feet. And that takes somebody who is fiscally responsible. And when you do that, yeah, you can own your own home. Right now, it might be the best time for you to buy a house. The prices of houses have has really not changed in the last 12 months, but the interest rate for that mortgage has changed dramatically. So you can buy 16% more than you, than you could have bought 12 months ago and still pay the same price in a monthly mortgage that you would have paid 12 months ago. It's incredible what's happening and whether you are looking for a new house to refi or consolidate do the financially responsible thing go to americanfinancing.net right now americanfinancing.net 800-906-2440 don't forget my interview with candace owens tonight exclusive on blaze tv.com This is the Glenn Beck Program. What an amazing weekend. Uh, If you are a subscriber to The Blaze uh, or any of my podcasts or anything, there's a lot coming out today that I want you to know about. Uh, I'm doing at download time, I think, for Blaze TV. It might be up now, but I know for sure it'll be there by 5 p.m. Candace Owens, our Friday night exclusive. Uh, I did an interview with Candace Owens, and... She's the one that started Blexit. She's the one that really Kanye uh, kind of attached himself to uh, and said, man, she makes a lot of sense. And then he started coming out with his MAGA stuff and um, she knows him quite well. 
we talked about what's happening in the black community, and she says that she thinks that Donald Trump will get 20. She said, that's my conservative view. She said, I think it'll be closer to 30%. 20 to 30% of the black vote. Historically, that's never, well, it hasn't happened since the 1960s. Um, The Democrats have had a lock on the black vote for ever forever and uh she says with the things that are going on in the black community and the way he is viewed in the black community um the things that they're waking up to in the black community and because of blexit and and kanye she thinks there will definitely be over 15 percent she says 20 um but 15 percent so you know there's no way for any democrat to win if they if they lose to that they they lose that many democratic supporters they lose 15% of the democratic base of you know black voters they're done they're done uh and so it's an interesting conversation that's tonight on the uh friday night exclusive on blaze tv tomorrow on the podcast i interview ruth graham now this today is the day uh, of her, the anniversary of her father's death. Truly a great man. Uh, and she's a remarkable, remarkable person. And in this interview, she was really weird. I mean, we're friends, and she was just really strange um, when I was talking to her uh, recently. And And we sat down, and I just felt like this weirdness. And in the middle of the interview, she said, I have to apologize to you. I lied to you about something. And she confesses something that is like, whoa, what? And it's it's remarkable. Uh, so that's on tomorrow's podcast with, with, Ruth Graham, with Ruth Graham. On Sunday... I'm on Cheryl Atkinson's uh, show. You can find uh, find that. Just go to CherylAtkinson.com. Uh, but I'm on her TV show, which is on, what, what's the name of that company? Um, Salem, no, not Salem. Um, uh, oh, come on. No, not the Playboy. Playboy. Yeah, no. no. Anyway. Um, um, it's that, no, it's that independent uh, network. Um, anyway. see. <laughs> Shut HBO. Up. You're not helping. Showtime. Anyway, just go search for Cheryl Atkinson. I'm on Sunday night with uh, with her and check for listings. Yesterday, I did an interview uh, with Lara Logan. I spent, oh gosh, three hours, four hours with her. She is incredible. Incredible. Everyone's jaw was on the ground yesterday uh, after the interview with her. Uh, she is... Boy, oh boy, is she a warrior for truth. Uh, and that that is coming up. But also, tonight, on the Stu program, the Stu show, which is Stu Does America. Yes. You have That's on Playboy. a very hard to get guest. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, very difficult to get him. Jason Buttrill, who's, <laughs> who's with us again. Um, because I, wanna, I want you to sp- explain this theory, because I think it is such a great theory that you're going to really go in depth with tonight on, on Stu Does America. Yeah. Um, 
probably a segment you'll never see anywhere else. <laughs> I can planet. guarantee you this, but it should be. This is a great theory. Um, it's both frightening and it's both interesting. And I know how you like to track like historic trends, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. the way things go. Yeah. Um, but we're going to compare Barry Goldwater to Bernie Sanders. I told you, this has never been done before. <laughs> now, that sounds crazy, but listen. So, you know, radicals never win elections, typically ever. I'm predicting in a hor- like a historic loss if Bernie Sanders gets the nomination. Mm-hmm. I think he loses historically. Now, the problem is, or the interesting thing is, is that was Barry Goldwater in 1964. 1964, Barry Goldwater was the radical of the uh, conservative movement, a radical conservative. You know, he actually believed in the Constitution. That's radical. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and of course, he went on to defeat the uh, the the you know the Rockefeller Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you looked at the debate stage, you know, a couple of days ago, you pretty much saw what if if they had a debate like that, that's what it would have looked like. It would have been mm-hmm. all of them at this big giant smorgasbord, and instead of eating the food, they were eating each other. Mm-hmm. That's that's what was going on. But the real target was Goldwater. The real target was Goldwater. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldwater got the nomination. He lost historically. I mean, legitimately, historically, a historic loss. I think still today it was the largest mm-hmm. uh, you know, popular vote loss in history. But look what it did for the rest of the, of the conservative movement. I mean, we had Reagan during 64, the best speech ever given, mm-hmm. I think, a time for choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got in the 1980s. By the way, the hang birth- on. If you, haven't, if you haven't listened to oh, a yeah. time for choosing... Just go, not now, but like in, I don't know, 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> just pulling that number out. Uh, go to YouTube and, and listen to uh, A Time for Choosing, Ronald Reagan, 1964. It is phenomenal, phenomenal. and right lockstep today still. But, so radicals lose elections, and usually historically, but they look what the trend that they set. So if you have a party like the Rockefeller Republicans, they had no ideas um, and see if this sounds like the Democrat Party right now. Um, people were tired of uh, of them. They weren't doing what they were saying. Um, there were no uh, new ideas. Goldwater busted that trend and started the movement. Now, look, this is where it gets scary. So we're all like, hey, great. You know, like, you know, Sanders will lose historically four more years, you know, of, uh, of Donald Trump. But what does that mean for the Democrat Party? Just look what it did to the conservative party, to the Republicans back in 1964 going up to 1980. What's going to happen now when the radical loses, but his ideas permeate through the Democratic Party, even though they're bad ideas? But what does that happen? What is that trend? If, if, if we're looking at the historic model, we might be in trouble. And who is who is it that's watching? Who is it that's young that is a believer in Bernie? Oh, my gosh. That can that is the right package and will find the right time. Look at that speech in 20 minutes when you watch A Time for Choosing from the Reagan Library. Look <laughs> at all the young faces in that crowd. Yeah. They are in their teens and 20s, and they're looking at Reagan, and they're not batting an eye. I mean, they are enthralled. Those are the people now that are going to watch when Bernie Sanders is, you know, loses the election. They're the ones that are, are watching him right now. Right. I mean, like, and it's the sort of AOC thing, right? At some yeah. point, someone like AOC could come along that, that could string together several words in a row. And then what happens? Well, I don't like, know. Like, what if, what, if what if she came along and she could tie her shoes by herself? Like, imagine a well, candidate like that. Uh, 
Nah. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. It's hard right. to imagine AOC with the ability to feed herself and get through the day. Use a straw. What? Ah, garbage disposal. What is this thing? Like, <laughs> imagine, imagine if you had someone who wasn't like that, but believed the same thing. It would be dangerous. I forgot about the garbage disposal video. <laughs> she's always walking around her house with a glass of wine, and she's oh, yeah. always like, I, I, so I, I just, I've, I've been walking in this room for a long time, and there's this little bump on a wall, and I, uh, I flip it up, and coincidentally, the lights go on. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, but like you push it down, and again, coincidentally, I'm not, I'm not saying causation here, uh, but <laughs> it was just down, it, it goes, it goes off. It's crazy. She's always walking around her house with a glass of wine, discovering something. They call this carpet. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, so it's like fur on the floor. <laughs> I don't know if I'm living on top of a giant animal. <laughs> Might be. Damn capitalists holding down the animals and building apartment buildings on their backs. All right. Thank you very much, Jason. All right. Uh, It's kind of a sentimental relationship that you have with your car. Uh, And and especially if you've had it for a long time and you like it and it served you well. And you you're one of these people who, you know, wants to make sure that you keep your car and you've done all you, you could. Now the warranty runs out. And I swear to you, they time these warranties. They do. They time them. When, when's everything starting to go to hell? Yeah, okay, stop the coverage on that day. And once your warranty goes out, all of a sudden everything starts to have to be replaced. And now the sensors alone are worth so much money. You need somebody uh, and somebody that can cover all of this. You need, it's, I mean, it's an insurance policy, really. That's what it feels like to me. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's extended coverage for your car so when something goes wrong they're doing it not you because i don't know about you but a thousand bucks come up with a thousand bucks to fix your car most people can't do that car shield is there for you that's what they specialize in and they've written i don't even know it's like two billion dollars worth of checks uh for for covering people's expenses on their cars they will make sure that you have a rental car while yours is in the shop uh, they have roadside assistance, and they pay directly to the place. So you're not sitting there having to pull it out of your pocket and then wait for a check. It's Car Shield. I want you to get this if you have a car. I don't care if it's 5,000 miles or you know 300,000 miles. If your car does not have warranty, you need Car Shield. Call 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. CarShield.com, 800-CAR-6000, deductible, may apply. This <laughs> is the Glenbeck Program.
Hey, I just uh, I want a personal note. Thank you to Tony Robbins. Uh, Tony Robbins is a, really a remarkable, remarkable man. Um, and he has recently got involved with OUR and the Nazarene Fund. And he is celebrating his 60th anniversary by doing a show. I think it's in Los Angeles. Uh, and he's I, I believe he's donating all of the money. Uh, or at least a large chunk of it. His goal is to raise $5 million for uh, OUR and TNF on that one day, and it's his 60th birthday. And um, I invite you to attend and, and buy a ticket. I'm trying to get out. It's next week, um, but I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm at CPAC, uh, so I don't know if I can, if I can make it, but... If you have ever wanted to see Tony Robbins, uh, I just saw him last year or so with my son. He's remarkable. He's really a remarkable man. Uh, And uh, my father was very much like him uh, in his kind of thinking. And uh, I had forgotten how much I knew because of of my father. Uh, And it's just... While it's it's a little crazy to walk on fire, the principles behind his work are absolutely true and really will and can change your life. If you're looking for life-changing moments, you might want to check this out and do a lot of good uh, by attending in uh, Los Angeles. I think it's next weekend, his 60th anniversary. Just check it out at TonyRobbins.com. But uh, help us raise money for the captives and the slaves um, that are being held for whatever reason all around the world with the Nazarene Fund and OUR. Thank you, Tony Robbins. You see, by the way, the Nevada debate the other night, most watched Democratic debate in history. In history? In history. You're kidding me. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I guess the Bloomberg thing was the big thing, right? Here's a guy who's at 17, 18 percent. They hadn't seen him do anything yet. He's got, And I think it's getting serious now for the rest of the country. Yeah. It's starting to feel like, hey, we're getting close. You know, Super Tuesday is coming. And so, you know, now it's kind of narrowed down and you're like, wait, is it really a socialist is going to be our guy? (laughs) Holy crap. Right. And then Bloomberg coming in. And so somebody new to look at for a lot of the country. Uh, that kind of makes sense. The biggest in history is a little bizarre. A little bizarre. Um, but I know have... a lot of conservatives that were watching it who yeah, would never it, vote. It, I mean, because it was, I mean, it was, and that's the best Super Bowl game ever. Yeah, and it's a fascinating experiment. Right? Yeah. It's something that's never before been tried in American history. Someone who's coming in and spending the types of money that we're seeing with Bloomberg and t- attempting to do it this way, skipping in the force. And it's the first and- in American history where the leader is a socialist, a declared socialist. Eugene Debs never led the field back in the day? <laughs> no, no, never did. Mm-hmm. Never did. Um, listen to this calendar in case you're wondering uh, um, how fast this is going to happen. Tomorrow is the Nevada caucus. A week from tomorrow is South Carolina. Three days later is Super Tuesday, and 40% of the delegates are out, are handed out by then. So you are like halfway through this race a week from Tuesday. That's how fast this is going to come in the next uh, in the next 10 days or so. So it is a, 
That's a lot crazy. of a lot of stuff going on, and you got to think too. A lot of these candidates can probably make it to Super Tuesday, right? You make it through Nevada, unless it's a complete no, disaster. Yes. You get to South Carolina, see what happens, and then you get Super Tuesday. You might as well give it a shot. After that, you're going to start seeing. I think. I mean, we know Bloomberg can stay in no matter what. We know Sanders can stay in no matter what. I mean, Steyer technically could stay in no matter what. Beyond that, though, you better get some results. I mean, Buttigieg has been really good at, at raising money, but it doesn't seem to be there as much What's as it crazy should be, considering is, he's leading the delegates. Right. Yeah. He's, he's the actual leader in delegates, yep. and yet he's not seemingly getting any kind of bounce no. from it. And he's both not... Klobuchar and Warren, off of good debate performances, are just piling right. it in, which it's, is bizarre. It's, I mean, it couldn't be a more bizarre election, but... Welcome to 2020. It's only going downhill from here. <laughs> Have a safe weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Candace Owens tonight, You're the Glenn Beck exclusive at 5 on Blaze TV.